Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? We are back. It's been uh, a couple weeks. Uh, it has, yeah. I don't know. What's uh, done a couple things. Yeah. Namely, John Carpenter. Namely, Carpenter. Yeah, that's uh, that was the bigger one. And that fucking the coldest night we've had thus far. Mm-hmm. The one-off cold-ass night that we had the wait line in. Yeah. It was worth it, though. Yeah, it was nice getting in there. Fucking... That is loud. Yeah. That is loud. We're watching April Fool's Day. And there was a baby crying. Okay. And we're back. The place that was that show was at sucked, though. I don't like the Majestic. Majestic? Majestic. Majestic. I hate that place. Yeah. First place I've been to, and I couldn't even tell you how long, like years, where I actually had to, like, go through security. Yeah, that was stupid. I'm, like, not used to doing that anymore. No. No. There's no shows that I go to where I that's required anymore. No. But, yeah, and beers were $9. Ugh. Yeah, that's fucking rough, man. Yeah, Jesus. Overall, though, seen some cool people there. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Yeah. Seen uh, Tim and Mike from Acid Witch. Nope. Um, I seen one of my old teachers. That was cool. And uh, Monty from Mountain Goat. And Fuck Topsy. And Fuck Topsy. And the other dude from Fuck Topsy. Yeah, one of the brothers was there also. And then uh, we actually went with uh, our buddy Dave. Yeah, Dave from St. Louis. Yeah. Is he actually from St. Louis or from Cincinnati? I don't know. I never know where that one's from. I always associate him with the guys from St. Louis. Though. Yeah, so do I. But he's from all over. Yeah. He's, a, he's a wanderer. He's a nomad. <laughs> Solid dude, though. Anybody's anybody who's into the band uh, Masked Intruder, he actually uh, tours with them. I think he does their merch. So I mean, if you ever seen them, you've probably seen him. True. Yep. But uh, yeah, that was a cool show. Any um, highlights from this show? That nah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I want to say highlights. I was like, I, I like the fact that it wasn't the exact same set as the last time he came through. Yeah. Throw in a few, uh, few different scores. Yeah, from his more uh, like I guess less known. True. Which I like that aspect of it. Which I don't want to say what it is for any, if anybody's listened to this who hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, true. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he played some uh, some good ones, and uh, I, the thing I liked about it too was that he didn't play too much of his. Like new stuff. Oh, lost themes or was it called? Yeah, lost themes. Right? Lost themes. Yeah. Um, he played a couple, tr- you know, a couple tracks, but he didn't like oversaturate it with just that. He he stuck with the classics. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he was still doing his. Uh, he didn't do as much of his uh, old man dancing. No, I did a little bit. He Sorry. threw. <laughs> he he threw the devil horns a few times too. I hate seeing like point at people, give them like the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was a cool show. Yeah. Short show. Short. Yeah. Short and sweet, but I had to work the next day, so. Yeah, me too. That was kind of convenient a little bit. And for even starting a half hour later, it ended right when I thought it was going to end. If it would have started on time. Yeah. So he even played shorter than I thought he was going to play. Right. Well, I think I highballed it. I was like, there's no way a guy his age is going to play for two hours. No. Nope. But, uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, thanks for taking me. I got a free ticket. Yeah, ended up with an extra one. Didn't want to go to the waste. Yeah. Um, I put it to good use. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good show. Um, but, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Music-wise, this episode oh, yeah. to talk about. We'll get into that. Um, I just wanted to plug Bafos because <laughs> I've been living off these fucking things. 
for like two weeks. You and those fucking pizza rolls, man. Ah, man. <coughs> those of you who don't know, maybe not from Michigan, baffos are pepperoni rolls or they're basically baked bread with stuff inside of them. Like chicken or ham or cheese or whatever. I'm actually going to try to contact them into hopefully making a vegetarian baffo. I thought they did, but I can never find it. No. I've seen every single baffo ever made, and uh, they don't have one. Their headquarters is in fucking like Roseville, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Roseville. I've seen it a few times. Um, Drove past it. But they're delicious, and uh, they're always good to eat before you drink because they just soak up all the alcohol. Or maybe after you're done. Dude, back when I still ate meat, I would just go into 7-Eleven, pick one up, and eat it cold. Like I wouldn't even like might, like put it in the microwave. Yeah, you don't even have to I heat them up. Eat those cold. Yep, they're so good. The the jalapeno. Uh, that was the one I used to always get. Yeah, that's so killer, dude. Jalapeno cheddar and pepperoni. Yep, yep, really good. Uh, the grilled chicken and cheese one is fucking phenomenal too. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to plug Bafos because I've been eating a shit ton of them lately. So fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that and. Uh, I've watched Suspiria about seven times this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just haven't taken it out of the VCR. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I fucking really like that movie. I wish I could have seen it in the theater with you. That was cool. Yeah. I felt like... <laughs> Like I was outside of a party, like outside looking in, and it was raining on me. Because <laughs> like everyone I know went and seen Suspiria in the theater, and I didn't go. But uh, that would have been really cool because I I really like that movie. I'm I'm obviously a big fan of Argento, and uh, that's his one of his bigger movies. And but yeah, I've watched that a bunch of times. So <laughs> amongst other movies. What have you been watching, man? Uh, not a lot, really. I mean, I watch pieces. Um, killer movie. Yeah. What the fuck else? I can't even think what else I put in. That, we'll just leave it at pieces. Pieces. Yeah. Okay. So I really haven't like outside of work. I really haven't been doing much of anything. So I haven't really watched much. Okay. Um. I watched uh, Demented yeah. the other day. Uh, it was the first time watch for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it was okay. I bought it from uh, my t-shirt guys at uh, Cinema Wasteland. They bootleg DVDs, and yeah, it was okay. I kind of got a little bored, but, you know, it's uh, it was worth the five bucks that I paid for it or whatever. So kind of starts on a higher note, like strong start. Yeah, strong start. Yeah, kind of slows out. Yeah, and then it kind of fizzles for a while. But uh, I watched that. Um, it's Thanksgiving next week. Mm-hmm. And you watched Blood Rage. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. We were going to talk about that this episode, but I want to let our listeners know that I haven't seen that movie in three <laughs> years, and I don't own it, and I don't have Wi-Fi, so I can't stream it. I apologize for that. Um, but I did watch Home Sweet Home, uh, which is a Thanksgiving slasher, uh, a couple days ago. And uh, Body by Jake. Body by Jake, yep. Uh, watched that. Love that movie. It's just so over the top, you know. It's like... <laughs> the beginning. That beginning scene. Yeah, the intro scene. <laughs> That's too much, man. <laughs> like the look on his face and it's just like over the top laughing when he runs that old lady over and <laughs> all the like blood splatter. splashes she splatters on the window <laughs> yeah splatters all over the windshield and he's just over the top laughing and then it fades into the uh, into the title screen mm-hmm. yeah but uh, yeah I watched that man I, I watch it every Thanksgiving since I've owned it about three years now mm-hmm. so um Right now, we're watching April Fool's Day. Uh, I obviously had it out because I watched that the other day. Um, The Dorm That Dripped Blood. 
watch that. Yeah, you were watching that uh, the other night when I was over here. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then just, I think that's it. I think that's all I've been watching. I still have the DVDs that you gave me that I haven't watched yet. Uh, Legend, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. or whatever. God, I gave you those. Yeah. Just a bunch of weird random shit. Just random <laughs> like, stuff, You don't man. got a cable. Just here's some, more, yeah. here's some new shit to check out. True Detective. <laughs> so I got some random stuff to watch. Um, I got to get on that because I think I'm going to like True Detective. Yeah. Never seen it. Don't know anything about it. First season's all right. Okay. And then... I don't know what you gave me. Yeah, first season. Is it? Okay. I can, uh, was talking to my boss about Legend. She didn't remember it. I had to show her pictures. Really? I'm like, dude, it's fucking Tim Curry, and uh, it's got Tom Cruise in it. Tim Curry plays the devil. Yeah, <laughs> it's man. Got giant fucking horns. Yeah, I haven't seen Legend in years. It's like man. they steal a horn from a fucking unicorn. She's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's been a while. I'm going to have to throw that in. Probably next week. She told me I'm like her go-to on, on movie knowledge anymore. Yeah. Well, she'll ask about like some movies. I can't remember. Like I can't think of a good example right now. But she'll ask about some movies that, in her mind, are like obscure. But if you're into like, if you've like watched 80s and 90s movies, it, it's just like common knowledge stuff. Right. You're like, yeah, this. Though. I'm like, oh yeah, that was that movie. And I start <laughs> like I'll say like a line from it or whatever. I'm like, then they did that. And she's like, you're just my go-to now. <laughs> Any movie question, I'm going to you. That's cool. I'm like, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm the go-to guy at work for music. Because mm-hmm. uh, I always try to sneak in 104.3, Detroit's greatest hits. Used to be oldies. Yeah. Not anymore. But they play like stuff in the 80s and early 90s now. And those are considered oldies. So <laughs> I always know what song comes on like, aha. Aha came on the other day and Josh was like, What is this? I'm like, This is Aha, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man. Um, I wanted to touch on this uh, Doom resurgence. Let's, let's do it. Let's touch on it. Let's touch all over it. I started listening to Doom Metal right when I met Jared. And started hanging out with Jared, which was 2010. Somewhere around there. 2010, 2011. I think it was like 2010. I think it's been about seven years, right? Yeah. Something like that. And uh, I used to listen to hardcore, obviously. A lot of people know that. But I don't anymore. It's not my cup of tea anymore. Um, there was this doom resurgence that happened somewhere around 2012, 2013. I got caught up in it, found a bunch of new bands that I really liked. But a lot of those bands have moved on to like either bigger and better things or have completely changed their sound. Yeah. Now. And I think it's okay to listen to doom again. <laughs> Not that for You're me. You're not getting lumped into just like jumping onto like the hot thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, it's not the cool thing anymore. It was for about two years. Um, I just really enjoy everything about doom metal, the slow funeral stuff, just everything about it, the riffs. Um, you know, I don't know it. it it just seemed like it got really big there for a minute. And, it did. Uh, it did. It did. And Jared and I went and seen Electric Wizard in Chicago, and that right there just opened my eyes to like how big it really did get. And how much it got filled with like douchebags? Yeah. And seeing people at like Berserker Fest with Paul Bearer shirts on and Windhand shirts that just didn't seem like they were really there for the right reasons kind of opened my eyes a little bit too I do enjoy Paul Bearer and Windhand but those are the two bands that I would definitely use as an example as far as bands that were a part of that doom resurgence that have now moved on and they're huge bands they're successful bands now 
But Paul Bearer is such a departure now from what they started off. Yeah. Like, their early, early stuff was really traditional doom. It was traditional doom metal with, like, operatic vocals, which was really cool. But now they're not so much like that anymore. It's kind of watered down. It's a little easier to palette now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in Windhand, same thing. They've kind of watered down, you know. So my point is, I just think that that, that whole resurgence thing's done now. I think it's it's, you know... Starting to get back to even even the bands that kind of never were palatable are putting out heavier and more harsh. See, that's the thing I was gonna say. You had the bands that went and became they started as it's like in some form of doom. Yes. And then they kinda went to a direction that made them more like easily accessible by a wider range. Yes. Then you had the bands who came about maybe around the same time, maybe not. But they just made themselves heavier and harsher. Yeah. As it went on. Yes. Like Fister. Yes. Being 100% one of those bands. Fuck yeah. Every time they put something out since like Bronze Sonic, it's just gotten heavier and heavier and noisier. Yep. And more fucking like nihilistic and pissed off. Yes. Primitive Man, another band. Yeah. They just got more and more pissed off and more noise, more just fucking thick just distortion and uh, so there's bands that are still doing it and they're still doing it right and they've stuck to their guns and never strayed away but uh it's my favorite genre of metal i mean i listen to like all kinds of stuff so do you 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 know that's why i think me and you are like such good friends because dude our our musical range is just crazy i mean you know new album that's big with us. Yeah. Thrash metal. You know, some death metal in there. So a little bit of black metal, maybe. Not the sketchy, shitty shit, but, you know, like, I like some black metal. My, my like of black metal is, like, all the really old school black Same here. metal. Yeah, like tr- like traditional yeah, black like metal. Yeah, like old shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I, uh, lately I've been jamming, like, a lot of doom metal and stuff. Uh I jammed Jerusalem the other day, Sleep, <clears throat> and uh, Funerary. They broke up. They were from uh, Texas. Killer. Really heavy band. Keeper. Uh, they're from Chicago. And uh, what else have I been jamming? Uh, Church. And uh, I'll get into that. Also, a band that uh, people should check out, Fading Sun. Jared actually showed me that band, sent that band to me. You were at work. I'll never forget. And you were like, dude, check these guys out. They're like funeral doom. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. You know? And I'm still jamming it. It's just one track. There's nothing else. It's just the one. Seriously, it's just that one. Just the one track. (laughs) And there's like three different, three different like artwork covers on YouTube, but it's the same song. That's they amazing. just changed the picture that, that goes with amazing. Yeah, so that's all I've ever found from that band. I don't even know where they're from. But Fading Sun, super killer, um, super slow, droney, really funeral doom, heavy, crushing. Um, and uh, jam some St. Vitus. Uh, you know, I always throw them in. And the new Acid Witch, obviously. Me and you have been jamming that a lot. Every day. Every day. <laughs> I've been playing it every day since it came out. Yeah. It's that good. At least once a day. Yep. Same here. Starting to get some lyrics down for that. Mm-hmm. The Hard Rock Halloween, I'm starting to... I think... Does he? Does it start out 1998 Halloween Detroit? Is that what he says? 88. 88? Okay. I thought it was 98 or... He's like Detroit, 1988, Halloween, and then he tells a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking. I'm starting to get some of the lyrics down now, which is making it even cooler to listen to, because you know lyrics are good. But um, yeah, that's why I can't wait for the record to come out. I actually want to. Re- I really, this is one of the albums I want to read like a lot of the lyrics on this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really good at writing lyrics too. 
I want to read all the lyrics. I want to read the lyrics. I get the story of I hate Halloween, but I actually want to read the lyrics so I have the story like 100%. Yeah, me too. That's like probably one of my favorite songs on the album. I hate Halloween. It's just so fucking killer, dude. But the lyrics would, I got most of them down, you know, from listening to it so much because I've been listening to it nonstop. But yeah. The lyrics are definitely going to be key for that album because I the the lyrics from Stone are like burned into my head forever. They'll never <laughs> leave me. But um, you been jamming anything other than that? Um, let's see, put on uh, jammed a little bit of Pizza High Five. Okay. Um, I think I have their. It was like one of their old tapes. I know one of the first two demos. Actually, I got the two fucking demos on a tape, and that's what I was listening to. So it was that it was their first couple demos. Because um, I haven't listened to it in a while. I used to listen to it all the time. Fucking put on uh, Angel Witch. Jamming the fuck out of that. Yes. Uh, uh, the fuck else? I was just going through a lot of my tapes the other day. Yeah, we were supposed to listen to. Uh Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. I think it was uh, a couple days after that or whatever. I just started like putting on tapes. Yeah. Like old grind tapes and stuff. I remember I listened to... Uh, I actually listened to the first Abe Lincoln tape, which is different because the, the stuff on the on our band camp didn't have the samples, and the tape has the samples on it. I forgot all the samples I used in that fucking demo. Yeah, I love that tape. I, I, I kept the shitty copy one. It's like super like really low recorded. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's still in my truck. I throw it in from time to time. I yeah, yeah I got that and the Sakuzu tape. I flip those, and uh, then my CD book, just whatever you know, just change it up. But um, yeah, love old Ablekin dude. <laughs> love it. Still jam it. I still do. I still jam. Abe Lincoln. Um, and just in case anybody doesn't know, Jared was in a band called Abe Lincoln. <laughs> That's his band. Yeah. Him and Cody from uh, Lieutenant Dan. It went for a little bit. Yeah. For five, five years? Yeah. A killer power violence band, dude. Uh, killer samples, too. Love it. Yeah, Killer t-shirts, motherfucker! You guys were, you guys were awesome, man. <laughs> I I can I can honestly see you guys doing at least another show or getting back together at some point. I, I would hope. I don't see Cody enough anymore. We don't talk much. Yeah, I can see him here and there, but not really like we used to. Yeah, yeah, he's on to like different things and shit now, and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll probably end up doing at least something else because right now I'm not doing anything band related. Yeah. Well, we got the podcast, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> but uh, I honestly think, if anything, it's going to be a. Uh, it's either going to be Barabbas the way Barabbas was, or it's going to be something else with Austin. Okay. Barabbas, I seen once. We awesome. played once. You only played once? We that was the only time once. you ever played? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, my treat. Pleasure was all here we on were, this side of the table. We were supposed to record with Cody, actually, and it never happened. And um, then I can't remember why. I mean, Austin stopped meeting up to practice. And then that, that was that. Well, yeah, we had uh, almost a dozen songs. Yeah. You guys had a full set when I seen you. Yeah. And everyone was vibing it. I couldn't tell. I was I couldn't hear Austin. Austin couldn't hear me. Yeah. You guys <laughs> tore it up, dude. It was good. It really was. Um But yeah, that's another band of Jared's. But yeah, I mean besides besides uh listen to that, uh I wish I could remember the other stuff I put in because I put in some awesome shit. Stuff I haven't listened to for fucking ever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was like old, old grind stuff. Probably Ohio grind from Lima. Because that seems to be where every fucking good grind band comes from. Midwest gore grind. Grind. Dude, Midwest. 
The Midwest scene for grind is legit tops. And it's been argued before, and people are always like, oh, fucking West Coast, and it's they get shut down real quick. The Midwest just destroys, especially if you want to jump back two years when Pizza Hi-Fi was still active. If you want to count Midwest grind bands, there was Couple Skate, Tiration, Agitate, Lieutenant Dan, um, MDFL. Some people threw Abe Lincoln into it, which we weren't really grinding, we were just power violence. Um, fuck, who else? Flux Capacitor, which is still going. Nakai. Uh, nah, there's a couple more, but they, every band was just fucking a heavy hitter by band. Right. Like, in quality wise, it was better than most of the shit coming out. Like, of like legit fucking grind. Mm hmm. And it, I mean, honestly, I stay still Midwest. West Coast is kind of coming back. They're doing more bands. More solid bands are coming out, but. Still say Midwest holds it. Sulfuric Cuttery. Yeah, now that they're here. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They're a newer mm-hmm. band. They were uh, a few years. Yeah, killer. Just fucking killer, dude. Uh, that's why I feel I'm spoiled. Because I'm not huge into grind. But I fucking love it. I do. And uh, the bands that I go and see are fucking top shelf bands. Like It's not like... You know what I mean? It's like, dude, they blow my doors off every time I see them. And then it brings in bands from the West Coast to play with the Midwest bands. Oh, yeah. You know? Like fucking Haggis and, you know, bands like that, <clears throat> which makes it even better. Dude, what you need to see is, uh, I don't think they do much shows anymore. But next time uh, the Leather Shop has a show, like on a Saturday, you should come down to one with me down in Lima. Okay. That's pretty much where uh, Trashy from Pizza High Five, Couple Skate, Sphere Cartery, he lives. Okay. And it's basically been like in the grind scene across America. That's basically the like <laughs> grind fucking mecca. Ground like, zero. Yeah. You come to, you, you tour, you, you're playing Lima if you come anywhere near the Midwest. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We'll catch a falafel. Oh yeah, dude, their fucking food truck. Yeah, I still haven't made it down there for that. Yeah, we can make feel it. good falafel. Yeah, we'll uh, try to plan something. That'd be cool. Uh, I support. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I would, no doubt. Um, but uh, we were jamming pizza high five right before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. They're fucking awesome. I fucking split ten with a uh, power cup. Yeah, from Canada, which is another band. Check out Power Cup from Canada. Yeah, you were telling me about those guys. Mm-hmm. Power Cup. But um, I'm really excited because finally the Fister Church split came out. Yeah, jam that today. And I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed and... It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's really good. Um, both bands killed it on this one. And Fister, their song clocks in at like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like 20 and 16. Somewhere. Yeah. And uh, they really uh, kind of ventured out, did some, uh, I don't know, they stretched out. They put like this, like, interlude in the middle they did they did but you know they did the same thing on four they did um i don't want to say it's a time filler it's a time filler it it is a time filler (laughs) i'm calling it a time filler but only like it, it it is you're right it is but it's like breaking up the monotony of just having just this crushing fucking song going for 20 minutes. They yeah. got to throw something in to kind of mix it up. True. And, uh, the, but the, you know, only Fister, like, it seems like they're one of the only bands that can transcend into that and out of that without it getting stale or overbearing to listen to, where it's just repetitious and boring. Yeah. They weave it in and out of these crushing riffs, dude. And it's just only they can do it. Like it's just they're they're good at what they do. 
in church, they really nailed it because their um, their album Unanswered Hymns is pretty good. It doesn't grab me quite. I don't know. It did at first, and then I started listening to it, and I'm like, eh, they're okay. They're pretty good. But their song on this split, if this is any indication as to where they're going as a band, they're they're getting heavier, and they're getting more crushing. They have a female vocalist, and um, I hate to say it, but I, I, I watched a video of them live, and her voice did not sound good live. No? Her singing voice. She does like the high screechy like screams, and that's when they get crushing. But the, like during like the more mellow parts, when she's singing, it's all like I don't know if it's uh, on their albums, like an effect that they put on her voice to make it sound cool. But she doesn't do that live, uh-huh. and it's like, eh, you know what I mean. But uh, she didn't really do that on the track. She did the high screams, and it was more crushing. And, you know, that was a 17-minute song. So the split's like 37 minutes, two songs. Killer. And that'll tide me over until Fister puts out their next full length, which comes out May uh, 2018. And that'll keep me occupied. I have their entire catalog that I fucking listen to all the time, but... It's always good when a band puts out a split to keep you kind of, you know, updated or keep things fresh until they put out, like, their next full length or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I really wish Bong Ripper would do that. It's, I don't even know what's going on with that band. I don't either. I mean, I think you keep more up to date cause just because you get, like, updates on whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't. But I haven't heard shit coming from them. They're pumping out merch like a motherfucker, dude. Are they? Yeah. They're coming out with merch like you remember when it was like holy fuck few and far between yeah be just, like they do like a a time announcement because they knew it was gonna sell out right away because they never fucking release shit yeah like a week ahead of time they'd be like hey man next Friday be on your game clear your history <laughs> yeah yeah because their site fucking sucked and they would cash like your shit would cash everything yeah. Yeah. So they're like, it's not fucking here. Like, oh, you got to go in your settings. You got to clear your fucking cache and then reload it. It's like, you shouldn't have to fucking do that, man. I know. I know. But they're they're putting out merch like crazy. It's like, let's put out a fucking They got song. new designs. Or are they still rehashing their old shit? Still rehashing their old shit, man. Yeah, okay, then I don't care. Yeah. Basically, I got the, the goat head. I got the one shirt that I wanted. Yeah, I got, I had that shirt. Well, no, I got the back patch. Yeah. But, uh, That's a shirt I wore. I, I did my uh, my summertime cartoon uniform. Same shirt, same shorts for the whole summer. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Nobody called me out on it. You noticed it, but nobody ever called me out on it. <laughs> you wore that Bong River shirt so much, dude. Those Bong River shirt and those like short-ass like, cut-off denim shorts yes. every day for a summer. The Beavis and Butthead, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally fucking awesome. You were the only one that actually noticed that nobody else did. Yeah. There's like a string of pictures for that whole summer. Where you're wearing the <laughs> same wearing thing. The same fucking outfit. It's killer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah, I, I hope that they put something out to keep us, you know, occupied. That'd be nice. Um but yeah, I've been jamming that Fister Church split and uh, the new Electric Wizard. Yeah, I uh, jammed it. Yeah. What are your I, thoughts on that? I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like, I'm not ranking it up there as like an album I'm going to like always listen to. But I like it. Um, it's cleaner sounding. Yeah. But I think that kind of goes with them having a more of a bluesy sound to it and mm-hmm. it's like super chill this is a super chill fucking album it really is i can't remember which song it is that has a very sabbathy feel to it i cannot remember which song it is i think that might be the second one the second tune i don't know there's one where it's like the way it, i think the structure of it is like i'm like <laughs> this is fucking sabbath as fuck yeah some of the some of the stuff reminds me of old pentagram like 70s pentagram mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like the production and like the structure of the songs and even the vocal patterns and stuff like that 
Um, they definitely stripped it down on this album. There's hardly any effects, yeah. hardly any fuzz or reverb or any of that. They they usually do. Well, that's like I I don't know honest I don't know what he's played out of or what she's played out of, but I'm guessing an overdrive pedal at most. Because yeah. it doesn't sound like there's much going besides just amp distortion, maybe an overdrive pedal, but not much extra. Yeah. I'm not hearing any fuzz. Yeah. No, me neither. I mean, they probably have it on. just turned down a little bit. It's not, as, it's not like it was, obviously, the album before. Right, yeah. Time to Die was, like, fucking just noisy as can be. Yeah, it's weird, too, how they did that, you know? How they went from... Total fucking destruction and fuzz and overdrive and distortion to strip down nuts and bolts, blues, metal. And they still have the occult theme kind of going on this one. Yeah. I mean, you definitely listen to the lyrics of the second song. And oh, for sure. Hearing that like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um... I like it, dude. I don't know. I, it grew on me, and uh, I think it's because the new bass player from Satan Satyrs adds something different to it. I was kind of mentioning that to you earlier. Yeah. I really like it, dude. Like, if you really listen to it, man, you can hear these bass lines and these fills that just fucking, like, add to the guitar structures and the guitar chords. Like he's doing a little, he's thinking outside the box, and I, I love that about because it, it means that they're evolving. They're not staying in one spot like some bands do. They're not putting out the same album every time. You know what I mean? And I can see how this album is disappointing to a lot of people. I can definitely see that. I've read a few things. Yeah. Oh, I know. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't, and I can totally understand why people would be like, "This album sucks." I like it though. Basically, what I've read uh, negative was it sounds like something that could be put on a fucking radio station right now. It's totally radio friendly, and then it's not Electric Wizard. Okay, that's the biggest. Okay, um, I disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> The lyrical content would definitely put an oust <laughs> to the radio-friendly thing. And I don't know. I just think that uh, Electric Wizard on this album, it, it's just a really big middle finger to the doom resurgence that we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. They have been there and done that. And they were one of the key factors in that whole doom resurgence. How many times have they been copied, duplicated? How many times have bands just completely taken from what they've done? They wanted to strip down, go back to basics, go back to the beginning of where this whole genre started, and do it as good as those bands did back then. That's the way I view it, and I think they nailed it. I think they fucking absolutely nailed it, and I will listen to this album fucking forever. I love it, dude. I think it's I think it's killer. So that's my thoughts on. Uh, and it's called Wizard Bloody Wizard, by the way. If you if you know you want to seek it out and listen to it, it's uh, it just came out. It's only like a week old. Yeah, it's like brand new. <clears throat> Still need to buy my copy of it. Yeah, you definitely need to. You gotta have it. You got all their stuff anyway, right? I'm missing most of it. I'm missing uh, self-titled, legalized drugs and murder, super coven, and super coven. Missing that one too. I mean, there's like handfuls that like peppered in here and there that I'm missing, but I mean, all their key albums. Yeah, you have all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, you were the one that showed me. I, I got into Dope Throne, obviously, first, but you showed me uh, Come My Fanatics. Mm-hmm. Never heard it before. I was like, it just blew my doors off. I was like, this is fucking great, dude. 
and I can see, <laughs> you know, when you listen to that album and then listen to the new one, it's such a departure. But well, like a lot of people hated uh, Black Mass, and I fucking love that record. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I didn't. I was talking to Kirby about that like four years ago, five years ago. He's like, you know, I really like Electric Wizard, but I don't like the new stuff since they're on Metal Blade. I'm like, well, Metal Blade, I think, just put out their CD. Their CD. He's like, well, I don't really care for it. I'm like, are you talking about Black Mass? Or he's like, I don't know what the album was called, but it's an all black cover. I'm like, yeah, Black Mass. I'm I'm kind of there's a couple songs on that album that are fucking phenomenal, but as a whole, it wasn't Witch Cult today. And uh, I like Time to Die better than Black Mass. I like the two albums before and after Black Mass better than Black Mass, and I like the new album better than Black Mass. Black Mass would be my least favorite Electric Wizard album, but it's not a bad album. It's good, and I would imagine. People were fucking pissed off about Black Mass when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see why people would be disappointed in that album. And, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, at this point, I, I view Electric Wizard as a brand. Not that they're commercial or they sold out or anything like that. It's just they're so established as a as a band that they can do whatever they want i'm just hoping it's to the point now that bands can come out and do things without being said all oh, these guys sound like electric wizard i'm waiting yeah. to get past that point yeah because at this point at least i'm gonna go just we'll step back a year or two you could not start like a doom band that had 70s occult influence and not be compared compared to Electric Wizard. So it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> you kind of got you kind of got shafted if you didn't really have inspiration from Electric Wizard. That's just shit you've been into. Like I'm, you're into fucking like 70s occult and doom. You're kind of fucked if you started a band because you're automatically getting written off as just. You're ripping off Electric Wizard. Yeah. Yeah, almost every... I'd probably want to punch Just in the fucking face <laughs> if that was me. Like, dude, I can't even fucking do what I want to do and gain the recognition I should have without being compared to you fucks <laughs> just because I like the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that was a part of that whole resurgence thing that happened. Oh, yeah. it, it just seemed like people that gravitated toward towards the doom genre or like whatever you obviously find electric wizard first because it pops up on every playlist every fucking you know what i mean oh shit yeah especially right after like dope throne got king got released yeah you see dope throne that's the album from- that's honestly the album that got electric wizard shit talked by everybody too because it was such a big record that everybody was like, oh, Electric Wizard, I like Doom, I like Electric Wizard. So yeah. then said, all of a sudden everybody just starts talking shit on the band. True. And it's like, well, they're not, they're not really deserving of it because it's not like they did anything different with that record. It just happened to be that record caught the ear of a shit ton of people who it normally wouldn't have and made them jump onto that wagon. And... If I if I can make a point about Dope Throne, what was going on at the time that they put that album out because of what they were listening to? Let me rephrase that. The climate of that style of music at that time, yeah, was dormant. I mean, dormant. And they put out a fucking hell... Dude, that album is fucking classic, dude. That album is fucking... Well, yeah, that album's looked at as a modern fucking classic record. That is the paranoid of our generation. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. That's ground zero. Dope Throne is ground zero. It's such a perfect record, dude. It's perfect. There's no flaws in it. 
unless you're Bob and you don't like the way the vocals are panned. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, uh, I just think that <clears throat> the way people talk shit about Dope Throne is just a, a facade because nothing was going on at the time when they put that record out and they just did that all on their own and they were they came out of left field with a fucking phenomenal record and i think that they just grew as a band after that yeah to like end this electric wizard conversation i'm going to go out with the words of tim i like electric wizard but every other band needs to get the fuck off their dick i agree i agree 100 percent. get off their dick stay off their dick anyway yeah our electric wizard <laughs> rant. It was kind of due though, because they did just put out. No, a new yeah, one hundred percent. It it it's not like it came out of nowhere. It fucking we went in and it it made sense. Yeah, it's the new it's the new shit that's you know going on. So <laughs> fucking, you want to talk about uh blood rage? We can we can try. Yeah. <laughs> well, tr- we'll give this a shot. I just watched it again. You haven't watched it, but we'll see what goes on. Okay. So Blood Rage came out in well, with May '83. Didn't come out until '87. Right. Um, Prism. Prism released it as Blood Rage, but it got a theatrical release as Nightmare Shadow Woods. Yes. Which is severely cut. That is the cut name. Okay. If you watch it under Nightmare Shadow Woods, you're not seeing shit for gore. Okay, I did not know that. Also known as Slasher. Okay. Also known as Complex. This movie... I like it. I like it aside from some very noticeable shitty acting. Yeah, like from what I remember, they were partying... Uh, like the uh, teenagers that were in the house. It's kind of not really like it. There's like the the family having Thanksgiving dinner, and then it goes into like like two couples hanging out in an apartment. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. two of them kind of disappear off, but it's like basically <laughs> trying to find the 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 one brother's twin brother who escaped. Yes, the mental uh, the mental facility, right? And like, there's no real twist. They don't really try to hide anything. They kind of it's almost like they got impatient and they just threw everything at you. Like you see in the very beginning, it's brothers because it's two like ten year old brothers, and the one dude like one hatchets this fucking guy in the movie theater at the drive-in. He's like banging some chick and who? This caught me off guard a little bit. You're at a drive-in. You're in the back seat with your girlfriend. And you get completely naked. Yeah, who does that? That to me, I was like, that's whatever. Felt <laughs> weird. Like I probably would have kept a shirt on, maybe. Yeah. At least like pants on ankles, something. They're both completely naked. But <laughs> <laughs> he fucking hacks this dude's fucking face with a hatchet that he found in some other car's like trunk. And then one of the dudes goes to the mental hospital. So you're thinking, like, oh, the guy in the mental hospital is the one who did it. They basically let that cat out the bag real quick that it wasn't the kid in the mental hospital. That it was the kid who got out. He's the one who actually did it. He framed his brother. Yes. So they don't really, like, there's, they, they don't really hide it from you. But then within the first 20 minutes, like, there's that kill in the very beginning. Dude's in the fucking mental hospital. There's, like, a three to five minute segment of like meeting with the mom with the doctor and the mom's crying and the doctor's doing her dialogue over the whole thing like this brother and da, 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 da. then they're at thanksgiving the hospital calls and says the brother escaped and from that basically that point on it's just like nothing but killings like the they don't like there's no like story leading up and then the killings happen towards the end of the movie it's just like basically the beginning parts like starts with a killing t- 
10 minutes of like story leading up to and then just basically killings just start from there and you 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 realize who the killer is from the fucking at least 25 minutes into the movie till the very end of the movie you know exactly who the killer is and there's no twist going on anywhere the only twist is at the end where the mom thinks she's killed the wrong yeah there's Terry and Todd Todd was the one in the mental hospital. Terry was the one who was out of the mental hospital. The mom comes in, kills Terry, who's been the one killing everybody. Mm. Thinks she's killed Todd, and then when she's like, "We're gonna be fine, me and you. That's all we need is each other," calls him Terry. He's like, "I'm Todd," and she flips out because she's like, "Oh my god, killed the wrong twin. I killed the wrong twin. You were the one not killing everybody all along, or whatever," and then ends up capping herself in the face yeah but the gore in this movie I do remember that the kills were, were good gore is great yeah I do I, I remember um, the gore was good I do remember the drive-in scene mm-hmm. I do remember that because that's right at the beginning yep. and the score it starts with that yeah the song playing while the people are filing into the... It's killer. Yeah. It's like total 80s slasher score, dude. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that, and uh, I remember that it was a Thanksgiving movie, and I also remember that there was twins, and I remember that there was a twist at the end, but it wasn't really a twist. Not really a twist. But it was like... It's basically she killed the one who was doing all the... She killed her son who was doing all the killing, but she assumed it was the son who was locked up the whole time. Yes. And it wasn't. Right. And she takes her own life. But yeah, go into some of the kills, man, because it's been a while for me. Uh, the first one is uh, the... Well, yeah, besides one in the beginning where the kid, when they're like kids, like 10 years old. Yeah. Fucking hatches to the face of this dude like half a dozen times. But then um, flash forward some years, the mom announces she's getting married. And the first kill is the dude that she's going to marry. He, like, goes into his office because he runs Shadow Woods Complex, which is the apartment complex. And he's in his office watching some evangelical church shit on TV. You can hear it in the background. Fucking walks in, chops off his fucking hand, like, holding a um, old-style beer. Oh, Nice. And then uh, just fucking kills him again. Machete. I want to say that one, if I remember correctly, puts the machete like down his fucking head. Just the only reason I'm thinking it's that, because I can't remember that kill, is towards the end of the movie when the mom finds him. She like spins his chair and his head falls off and the head like cracks in half. Oh, sweet. Yeah. But then um, some dude gets uh, decapitated and then his head's just hanging from like right outside someone's door. So when his like girlfriend looks out, is her peephole? You just see his head hanging there. Oh, right on. Chick gets cut in half, at the waist. Yeah, there's some killer fucking deaths in this. There's actually like a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Cannot stand the fucking mom. Like there's pretty there's like bad acting throughout this whole fucking movie. It's not the greatest. The mom's atrocious. Fucking atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's. She, she's supposed to be making phone calls, and she's just told dramatic and over the top, and it, like, spans on for way too long. And then when she calms down, she's, like, basically whispering, so you can almost not. You just pretty much can't fucking hear it. Fucking <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. Overall, what would you give this movie out of 10? Fuck, I don't know. No, seven. Just fucking watch it. It's good. About where I was yeah. with it. Gore's good. The story's all right. I mean, there's no surprises, really. Can't understand why it's such a coveted tape. Yeah. It goes for a good chunk. It does. But fuck it. Yeah. I mean, you know, as far as Thanksgiving slashers go, I'll stick with my home sweet home. <laughs> it's just because I can't afford fucking blood rage. Um, did this ever get a DVD release? It got a DVD and Blu-ray release. Arrow Video, I believe, handled oh, the Blu-ray. Oh, Blu-ray did. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that. It got a DVD release back in 04 under the Nightmare of Shadow Woods. 
Okay. Which, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't waste my time with it. Okay. Just get the Blu-ray then, huh? Be a lot cheaper than the VHS. Holy fuck. <laughs> but, uh... That shit's like... the Dude, fucking VHS is like the stock market. It, like, sporadically goes up and down. It becomes a tape that, for whatever reason, is, like, the hot item to have. And it's not even a fucking rare tape. Right. Yeah. It's crazy like It's that. like, why is this tape that should go for five bucks going for, like, 55 Yeah. Like, Mutilator's automatically $50. Yeah. Why? Automatically. Like, I didn't pay. I got the Ray Dan and I didn't pay 50 for either. I paid 20 for mine. And it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, shit fucking fluctuates. fluctuates. Yeah. Bad. Like, I really want that copy of Eyeball. Prism? Clam? Yes. I really want that. But it's like 40 bucks. And it's like, motherfucker, man. I should be able to find it cheaper somewhere. I'll be able to find it cheaper in a group. True. If you can get those people to be fucking serious and actually legitimately talk tapes. See, I got out of that whole thing once Misfits went down. And it's back up. But it's... Not the same? It's like fucking weird. I don't know. I got you. I'd have to say that my most coveted tape right now would be Fatal Games. That'd be a good one. It just seems rare to me. You honestly, I cannot even think of a time where I saw that one for sale. No. Even in the groups. I I haven't seen anybody post that for sale. Never seen it for sale. I've seen people post it that they had it, but not that they were going to sell it or trade it. But... It's got Sally Kirkland from uh, Best of the Best in it. And uh, the killer's a fencer. Or no, a javelin. Javelin. Kills everybody with a javelin. Yeah, with a javelin. But where's a fencing screen over their face? The killer does. Pretty cool. Trying to get couple skates to play that song. <laughs> that song's a jam, dude. <laughs> what was that? Was it one of the grind fests? Play the song from Fatal Games, man. <laughs> I fucking look back at you. That was like the first night I met Low. Was it? Yeah. I was standing with Low. Like that was like the grind fest then. And I look back at you, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna jam that when we go off the fucking podcast, dude. That that song's a jam, dude. <clears throat> it's on my horror playlist. But yeah. Wouldn't that be something, though? If a band covered that, that'd be so killer. The Fatal Game song. Which is which is almost just like the uh, Graduation Day song. Well, I mean, the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just <laughs> complete ripoff. But whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, shit, what else about that movie? I mean, kills are great. It picks up pace real quick, and it stays going throughout the whole movie. Um, acting's lackluster, but that's with... I mean, that's pretty much any fucking 80 slasher for the most part. I agree. Except for the mom. The mom takes it to a whole other level. <laughs> um, I can't... I don't know what it is, dude. It was pissing me off. I cannot take the fucking mom. Uh, <laughs> there's a part in... I think they show it in the drive-thru as well. There's a part where... Uh, one of the brothers, the one who ends up being the killer, is hanging with this chick in her apartment, and they're watching a movie. And it's a movie that the director of this of Blood Rage wrote called The Bride. So, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Random, random knowledge of what movie they're showing. Right on. That's another cover to tape. The Blood Splattered Bride. Blood Splattered Bride. This is the bride. Yeah, the bride. But, uh, yeah, I wish I had more uh, input on the movie. I I watched it when I was in school like three years ago, and I liked it <clears throat> under the title Blood Rage. Yeah. And um, dug it. Dug the kills, dug the score. I just, it's been a long time, and... I don't own it because it costs so much. But uh, I remember I, I I liked it. It was okay. Dude, yeah, it's got good gore. That's like a good one. That's like how this this movie's like 
held up for that. Mm-hmm. It's looked at as just having such good gore. Right. So, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of slashers, you haven't watched this movie and you like gore, obviously, check it out. Oh, I would recommend it, yeah. This guy's kind of like, I guess, unintentionally comedic parts, but it's the brother who's actually the killer just does stupid shit with the bodies. Like, oh, you're no fun. Yeah. And like, we'll walk away. That's another thing. Like, the, ch- the chick will be like, the one girl's trying to get away and she goes to a door and like knocks like, ah, oh, help, help, help. And she turns around and there's a dude. There's no, she backs up from the door and like this, the dead guy like grabs her ass and she turns around and it's the killer brother with a dude that he just killed guiding his, his hand to like grab her ass. And he's like, he like stabbed him in the neck with a fucking like barbecue fork, and he's like using that to move his head around a little bit. I do remember that. She runs away, and he's just like, "Oh, you're no fun," and kind of like walks after her. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I but do I mean, remember the barbecue fork. Yeah. The big, the big three pronged fucking two prong like fucking or two prong. Like, yeah. yeah. But that ex- that kill is actually one of my favorites in the movie. There's not much they don't show a lot, but it's just how forceful it is. They're on like a bridge and like the friend at the time who's who gets killed still is thinking it's this dude's twin brother who just escaped who's doing the killing. So he's with the other brother who's the one really doing the killing looking for him and they come across like all these like weapons on the, on this bridge. And, like, he pulls out this fucking, like, the barbecue fork. And then the twin brother grabs He's like, oh, be careful with that. And he grabs it and he's holding it. You can see that he he's about to fucking stab this dude. He's like, dude, what the fuck is this? And he pulls out the machete. And the guy's like, whoa, be careful. That's not cranberry sauce. Yeah. There's, like, blood all over it. Yeah. Then he's like, oh, I think I see my brother. And the guy's like, where? He's like, oh, he's over there. And the dude, like, looks and it's like... As forceful as can be, dude. He just fucking straight runs this fork in this dude's neck. And it's seriously like forceful. And <laughs> <laughs> just, just like drops him. I don't know why. Like they don't they don't show a lot. Like there's really nothing to show there, but it's just how forceful he fucking jabs that fork in that dude's neck. Right. Killer. Hell yeah. Yep. Can't beat that, man. But uh yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's blood rage. Watch it. Yeah, watch it. I, I recommend it. I would recommend it, even though I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Yeah, it's still good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and watch Home Sweet Home. Definitely watch Home Sweet Home. Yeah. Especially if you like fucking mimes playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> if you like mimes playing guitar, it's right up your alley. And you're a fan of Body by Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Thanksgiving movies. But, um... I think that's it. I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we got some hams to drink, some pot to smoke. We will, uh, we will see you guys uh, in a few weeks. All right, take care. See ya.